2: We are here to give you strength between Sundays. When Jesus Christ
3: came to this earth, died on the cross, rose from the dead, John said, let me tell you something, it's something we touch, we've seen it, it does something to our senses. It's real.
2: We are here for you. Faith Talk AM 570. Online at letstalkfaith.com. One couple says that their daughter was banned from reading the Bible at teacher school. teacher
3: humiliates a fifth grader for reading the Bible during the
4: free reading But the time. seventh grader says his teacher told him it wasn't allowed.
5: Are you tired of hearing these kinds of news reports? Students are being told they can't
6: read the Bible during free time, but they do have that right. That's why Focus on the Family is sponsoring Bring Your Bible to School Day on October 4th. On this day, thousands of students will celebrate religious freedom by bringing their Bibles to school. Visit bringyourbible.org to learn more
1: you're a donut away from sunday school right in your car faith talk 570 910 and fm 102.1 this hour is brought to you by edi travel
7: this is bob Bernie filling in for my friend bill bunkley here on faith talk 570 fm 102.1 and am 910
3: listen to wrfd anywhere at any time Download the free WRFD mobile app for your BlackBerry or iPhone. Click mobile apps at...
8: With FRA News, I'm Bob Agnew
7: in Washington. I identify myself as a Bible-believing, unashamed follower of Jesus Christ. I believe the Bible, I follow Jesus, and I'm not ashamed to say so. The answer is not in the next election. The answer is not in Washington, D.C. The answer to America's problems is in the pulpit and the pews of America's churches. That's what we do here daily on Bob Bernie Live. We listen, we think, and then we look at the Word of God, evaluate it, and develop our worldview from God's point of view.
9: The views and opinions
10: expressed are those of the participants and may not be the views or opinions of the staff, management, or advertisers of WRFD. Isn't it strange
7: how that you take two pieces of material, you can take wood, you can take plastic, you can take anything, and you can put them in any configuration until you put them perpendicular to each other and make a cross. The Word of God. Read it. Obey it. That is the answer to America's problems.
10: Call 1-877-BOB-LIVE. Bob Bernie Live.
7: Welcome to Bob Bernie Live. Thank you for joining me. A welcome to all of our listeners in the Columbus, Ohio area on The Word 880 a.m. and 104.5 fm but also a very special welcome to all of our listeners in the tampa florida area on faith talk a.m. 570 910 and fm 102.1 welcome it is a privilege to have all of you along for the ride but it is also a privilege to welcome a very special guest and as i introduce him let me quickly give you a tale of two bookstores. One is Berean Bibles, Books and Gifts in Long Beach, California, probably in the uh, in the early nineteen sixties. I went there with my parents and uh, they'd be very interested in biblical things we were way back then. And I remember that probably the largest section of books in the Christian bookstore was the section on commentaries, shelf after shelf after shelf, biblical commentaries. Fast forward to 2018 and go to any Christian bookstore you want to go into and ask them, can you tell me where the commentaries are? And they'll probably look you in in the eye and say, excuse me? I think that's a, a demonstration of the incredible change in the attitude of the Christian community in the last many years, and uh, I am delighted that Dr. Michael Shepherd is trying to turn that around. Dr. Shepherd is Associate Professor of Biblical Studies at Cedarville University, and he has just published his newest book, Commentary on the Book of the Twelve, The Minor Prophets, Dr. Shepard, welcome to Bobberny Live.
11: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to join you.
7: Well, it is a pleasure to have you. Uh, I have a deep love for commentaries, and uh, I'm sure that I'm considerably older than you are, but have you <laughs> seen a a change in the love of commentaries among the Christian community in your lifetime?
11: Well, that's a good question. You're your comment about the, the multitude of commentaries out there is, I think, is an interesting observation because, in part, this contributes to people somewhat becoming weary of them. They, they see another one come out and they think, oh, here we go again. This is the same old business. And so I think those of us who have the responsibility of writing these commentaries really have to think hard about the sort of contribution that we're making that really helps to move the discussion along in a helpful way. And I think if people are, are sort of exposed to that to a certain degree, we might be able to turn the tide and, and generate a new interest in, in a generation of, uh, of commentary readers. Well, I, I
7: think you're right. There has been, you know, hundreds, thousands of commentaries through the years, uh, but it's also the last time I went to a local Christian bookstore and looked at the commentary section it was less than one shelf their entire selection of bible commentaries was less than one shelf so i think you know part of it is maybe a weariness of so many commentaries but i think there's also has been a shallowness in our uh, in our study of god's word and that's why i'm absolutely thrilled that you have come out with a commentary on the minor prophets so i have to ask you What are the Minor Prophets, and why did you choose to write a commentary on these books?
11: Yes, so folks will know the the Minor Prophets as Hosea through Malachi in their English Bibles, and I was really drawn to this particular kind of work because I saw the opportunity to restore a a long-standing Christian reading of these twelve as a unit. So if we go back to something like the citations from these prophets in the New Testament, when Stephen in Acts 7 quotes from Amos, he Mm -hmm. says he's quoting from the book, singular, of the prophets, plural. And so he sees this as part of a collection of prophets, or the early church father Jerome talks about the book this way, Calvin in the Reformation period talks about it this way, so the idea is that when we read these together, we actually see the Christian message of the gospel, the vision of Christ and his kingdom, and that's all been sort of disturbed in the last two centuries by the rise of historical criticism, theological liberalism, mm-hmm. which has mm-hmm. a tendency to fragment these books yeah. and treat them in isolation from one another. So there was a real opportunity to provide a restoration of that with a with a sort of nuance of modern scholarship.
7: Well, let me just tack on to that, the question, why have they been so neglected? I, well, you know, When was the last time you saw on the billboard outside of the front of the church, beginning this Sunday, a new series on Haggai, Malachi, <laughs> uh, beginning an exciting new series on Zechariah. Uh, right. Why have they been neglected? I agree with you. They are so incredibly rich why have they been so neglected?
11: I think there are two things, at least, that contribute to it. One is partly what I was just getting at, that the, the fragmentation of the books. It's hard to see what they're getting at when we break them apart. But the second part is you know when people come to something like one of paul's epistles and he's speaking directly to the church there's an immediate point of contact there or if they're reading one of the narrative books there's a kind of storyline a chronology that they can hang their hat on so when they come to the prophets uh, people aren't always equipped with the tools for sort of tracing you know what are the literary techniques for putting this kind of a book together so I think the more we can do in the local church to provide some education along those lines uh, the more people will readily pick up these books and and dive into them. Do you think
7: that part of it is some of the somewhat controversial content like Hosea? I mean Hosea is a weird book. Was, <laughs> I mean it's a wonderful well, book. It is filled with 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 spiritual application for today, right. but it's a strange book.
11: Well, I think you you just hit on something there. The, in in some ways, people are drawn to the story of Hosea with his wife, but there's also a, a feeling of how does this apply? And and, and again, that idea of sort of fragment fragmenting the literature results in, well, maybe this was just a message for an ancient people, and we sort of have to struggle to figure out how to update it in some way. But a lot of what I'm trying to do in the commentary is to show that there is a coherent development throughout the book that's really intended for future audiences, too. The idea of the authors is to say, look, we want this to be relevant beyond our own generation. So we are going to talk about things that still lie in the future for every generation of faith. So our hope in in Christ for the future in the last days is, is there for us now.
7: Yeah, well the minor prophets are, are filled with doctrinal truth, but there's a great deal of prophecy in them as well. Uh That's we're right. we're talking with Dr. Michael Shepherd, Associate Professor of Biblical Studies at Cedarville University. He has a brand new book out, Commentary on the Book of the Twelve, The Minor Prophets. It's published by Kriegel. You can get it at your local bookstore although they probably won't have many commentaries. <laughs> <but> <laughs> you can get it at Amazon or uh, you can have your local bookstore. Order it and uh, tell your local bookstore that, yes, there are still people who read commentaries. <laughs> we need to take a break, and then uh, we will continue our discussion with Dr. Michael Shepard and uh, our uh, discussion of the minor prophets. Stay tuned. More Bobberny Live coming right up.
6: You could win a trip for two to Israel with Pastor Robert Jeffress from Pathway to Victory just by logging on to our station website. Win the experience of a lifetime. You will create memories that will last a lifetime. As a bonus, when you log on, you'll also receive a free copy of the Elijah map from Pastor Jeffress that shows the incredible Holy Land journeys of the prophet Elijah. Log on.
3: Enter to win a free trip to Israel with Dr. Robert Jeffress at LetstalkFaith.com.
12: It's sad how that phrase, which is in an obscure letter by Thomas Jefferson to the Danbury Baptists, right. when they were saying, wait a second, we're concerned that government is going to start telling us how to baptize or telling us, you are know, getting into religion and Jefferson. So no, the, the establishment clause makes a wall of separation. You've undoubtedly heard the phrase separation of church and state. Here's Stephen Williams explaining it a little more clearly on Focus on the Family Minute. But all the founders agreed that that was a one-way wall. It limited Congress, not the church, not individual Christians. And so it's really been flipped on its head to now be used that, no, you can't pray in schools or you can't, you know, have any sort of, you know, favoritism towards Christianity or any of these things. In yeah. fact, now they say it has to be neutrality, but that was not the originally the case. More from Stephen about your rights at familyminute.org.
10: Writing a Christian book, you're doing an amazing thing, getting it all down on paper. But once you've got the manuscript, then what? Well, you can spend a year or more trying to find a publisher, or you can cut right to the chase. Make your book real with Zulon Press. Finding a publisher is time-consuming and uncertain. With Zulon Press, things are quick and definite. They specialize in one thing, helping Christian authors put their books in print. Zulon Press will publish your book. Zulon Press gets it into bookstores. Your book is on Amazon. Work with Zulon Press and there's no question, you are a published author. If you're writing a Christian book, get your free publishing guide from Zulon Press. Just log on to christianpublishing.com. That's christianpublishing.com. Zulon Press book publishing by Christians for Christians. Get your free publishing guide at christianpublishing.com. Zulon Press is a division of Salem Communications, the same people who bring you this nifty radio station.
13: There's no question you need Omega-3s. omega 50 plus will work for you we'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test the debate is over it's not fish oil or krill oil it's both and now it's free just pay 495 for shipping and claim your free bottle call now 1-800-340-5765 1-800-340-5765 that's 1-800-340-5765
14: Is the Bible off-limits in the workplace? This is Law and Justice with Jay
8: Sekulow.
15: I have a friend who... Who was told that during her lunch hour she was not allowed to do her Bible study homework because someone was offended by the fact that her Bible was out in the lunchroom, and I'm just wondering what her rights are.
13: That's a really straightforward question. The answer is, if someone's on their actual lunch hour or break time and they allow materials to be in the workplace during the lunch hour in the the lunchroom and she's working on a Bible study, it's not illegal. If someone was studying for a school class say during their lunch hour, studying for a test, they would have the right to do that, and to say that the Bible study would somehow be a violation of the law is just not the way it's supposed to be the fact is the workplace is not this again religious free zone where anything of any religious character has
0: to be removed
13: the standard is is the event likely to cause disruption to the workplace and someone engaged in an individual bible study certainly is not going to do that
1: get involved find out how at aclj.org that's aclj.org saturdays at noon faith answers with pastor gary roy
14: well friend just remember this as a believer in christ we are sinners saved by grace. Uh, now, if you don't have the Lord, you're a sinner lost. But thank God if you have Jesus, he's washed away
1: your sin through the blood that he shed on the cross at Calvary. Faith Answers with Pastor Gary Roy, Saturdays at noon on Faith Talk 570 WTBN online at letstalkfaith.com.
2: We're here to give you strength between Sundays.
16: So he reveals himself to this Abraham. God says to him, I'm going to, through you and your descendants, build and establish a nation.
2: We are here for you. Faith Talk AM 570. Online at Let's Talk Faith dot com.
17: Makes a
10: difference. This is Bob Bernie Live.
7: Well, again, I welcome you, but I also welcome Dr. Michael Shepard. Associate Professor of Biblical Studies at Cedarville University, author of a brand-new commentary on the Minor Prophets called The Commentary on the Book of the Twelve, the Minor Prophets. Dr. Shepard, again, welcome to the program.
11: Thank you again.
7: Uh, you emphasize that you want your readers to take the Minor Prophets as a whole. Can you summarize for me the the message of the whole? What is the message of the Minor Prophets?
11: Yes. So we have in most of the prophetic books what we call programmatic passages, and these are texts that are placed up front to give the reader a sense of what the book is about so as you work through all of the complexity of this large literary work you kind of have a road map in mind so for the book of the twelve that passage is in hosea three verses four and five and verse four there talks about a time of coming judgment uh, the consequences of the broken covenant the consequences of fallen humanity And then verse 5 says, After this, in the last days, the people will seek the Lord and David their king. And in that context, it's not talking about the historical David. It's talking Mm -hmm. about the messianic Davidic king in fulfillment of the covenant with David. So the whole message that's being developed over the course of the book is that, yes, there is judgment coming. But there's also hope for the people of God who, by faith, are in Christ and prepared to reign with him in his kingdom.
7: Why are these 12 books called the Minor Prophets? And is that an accurate description of these wonderful Ah, books?
11: Yes. So the term was originally used to refer to the fact that they were smaller books. So Hosea, for example, being smaller than something like Isaiah, or Jeremiah or Ezekiel. So the, the designation was not designed to say they were less significant than Isaiah, Jeremiah, or Ezekiel. But the interesting thing is, when we read the book of the twelve together, Hosea through Malachi, now the whole work does approximate the size of an Isaiah.
7: Uh huh. Yeah, very true. Uh, who did you write this book for?
11: Well, on the one hand, there is a kind of original scholarly thesis there for my field of study about how the composition works, but the primary goal is to get this in the hands of pastors who have adequate training to work with the original languages and follow that sort of discussion, but I've also found in interacting with church members Who are really invested in studying the Bible and aren't just looking for a kind of quick devotional fix they've found that it's helpful for them too as they're reading their English translation trying to understand because what the book provides is my own sort of annotated translation of these texts and then the commentary explains why I've made certain decisions and how I understand the meaning so it's it's interesting to see in, in a work like this the, the range of readers that you can actually reach.
7: Well, that was, that was going to be my next question. Uh, is the, the primary purpose of your commentary to um, for the person who is studying Hosea or the person who is studying Joel? to pick up your book and, uh, okay, I'm studying Joel chapter one, and I'm going to get Michael Shepard's commentary, and I'm going to uh, pick it up and turn to his comments on Joel chapter one, or do you uh, do you hope that people will actually sit down with your commentary and read it in a, in a devotional way?
11: That's a very good question. I think typically people think of commentaries as reference work, so whatever passage they happen to be looking at, they just turn to that, and they don't really know what else is going on in the commentary. I think, actually, in this case, it would be better read as something that at least uh, the reader would start with the introduction. And then if they're working on a particular passage, that's fine. But it is really read to, meant to be read from beginning to end, linearly, and to gain a sense of the Twelve as a whole. And then I think the reader would be in a much better position to understand what I'm saying on any given passage. So I do think, in my opinion, that this has devotional value. I want people to read the Book of the Twelve for its own sake as Christian scripture, something that's reorienting them to the world of the Bible, reorienting them to the will of God, and sort of pulling them away from just picking and choosing from the Bible to address things they've already decided are important.
7: Well, that's interesting. I probably have two to three hundred commentaries in my library, probably actually probably more. Some of them are very, very technical. Others are very, very inspirational. It seems like you are trying to achieve a sweet spot between those. A a technical commentary for those that are really serious about in-depth Bible study but also inspirational as well. Is that correct?
11: That's right. I think that's absolutely correct. In my own work as an academic, I feel that what I'm doing when I work in the text of the original languages is an act of worship, it is an act of prayer, it is an act of obedience to God. And I want that to come across in the commentary that it's not just an academic exercise, but it's also not just a, a sort of devotional exercise that's devoid of any real rigor in working with the text. All
7: right, I try to ask this of every author that I interview at the at the close of the interview, and uh, I was almost tempted to make an exception because of the the type of book that you have written, but but I, I'm not going to make an exception. <laughs> if If someone sits down, and cover to cover reads Commentary on the Bible of the Twelve, The Minor Prophets by Dr. Michael Shepherd. When they close the book, what is the take-home that you want them to take with them?
11: I want them to see Christ, the vision of his kingdom, and to become more like him and share him. I think that's exactly what the new testament authors do with this text they explain jesus from it and they take the gospel to the world from the text of the minor prophets
7: well i think that's exceptional well folks i hope you will get it commentary on the book of the 12 the minor prophets by dr michael shepherd it's published by cregel and cregel uh, has done such a great service to the christian community for so many many years uh, you can get it on Amazon or have your local bookstore order it for you. Commentary on the Book of the Twelve, The Minor Prophets by Dr. Michael Shepherd. Dr. Shepherd, thank
1: you for your... Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at Let's dot com. A service of the Salem Media Group.
8: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Supreme Court nominee Brent Kavanaugh has been choking up before the Senate Judiciary Committee, fighting back against allegations of sexual assault. The judge sounded angry and frustrated as he tried to hold back tears today and told senators that he was, quote, innocent of this charge. Christine Blasey Ford testified earlier that he groped her and sexually assaulted her during a high school party more than 30 years ago. As the Senate Judiciary Committee hears testimony from uh, Christine Blasey Ford and Brett Kavanaugh today, AP reporters fanned out across the country asking average Americans about politics, gender, culture, and the Supreme Court. Many who viewed Ford's testimony found her credible, but not all believed that Kavanaugh was guilty of sexual assault. Pending home sales slipped in August. Fewer Americans signing contracts to purchase a house amid rising interest rates. On Wall Street at the closing bill, the Dow was up 54 points. More details at srnnews.com.
1: Take a break for coffee and truth from God's Word. Weekday mornings at 10, it's Bible Line with Dr. Ralph Yankee-Arnold. I always thought it should be easy. Christ did the Word, and all I have to do is believe it. So what's hard about getting saved? And at 10.30, Just Thinking with Ravi Zacharias.
5: Christianity is Jesus Christ coming not
10: to make bad people good, but to make dead people live.
1: Strength for your morning. Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 910, and
12: FM 102.1. Good news, you are not stuck with your healthcare care plan. Really, you have a choice, and it's a great one. It's called MediShare, and if you've heard about it and wondered what exactly it is, it's a way that people share their health care bills. And these are people who have a common faith, who want to be part of something beautiful that not only meets their healthcare care needs, but the needs of others, too. And it's people who love to save money, big time. MediShare members typically save $500 a month per family on their health care costs. That is a life changer for people. So this could be for you. Maybe it's what you've been looking for, a way to pay health care bills that's not only very smart financially, but it's even profound. MediShare is a nonprofit with 400,000 members nationwide who pray for and share with each other. So, yes, you're not stuck. There's another way, and it could save you a lot. Find out more. Call 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844 41 bible Eight four four forty one bible
18: For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to save the children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. Will you give the gift of life to a child today? Even a little that you can give will make a huge difference. Please call now, 888-884-4836, 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836 or give online at savechildrentoday.org. That's savechildrentoday.org.
14: Looking for more than just a job? Searching for a career path with a higher calling? With a company who wants you for your life skills as well as your job skills? Find a career you can believe in. Find your true calling at ChristianJobs.com. ChristianJobs.com is the largest Christian employment website with thousands of job listings in the Christian sector. Get connected with outstanding employers that share your values and understand there's more to you than what's in your resume.
19: I've always wanted to focus my energies in the Christian community because, to me, having a career means more than just a paycheck. ChristianJobs.com allowed me to apply all my skills in a meaningful way.
14: Find your true dream job today at christianjobs.com
15: I found not only my dream job, but my calling at christianjobs.com
14: Once you see the long list of quality job opportunities available, you'll never settle for just a job again. Visit christianjobs.com christianjobs.com
1: Saturday afternoons at 430. Join Pastor John Couch for This Day in the Word.
13: He says, if you really want to run hard after me,
1: lay everything on your altar and- and put your Isaac on the altar and back away and say, God, this is your deal. This is for your praise and your glory, man. I'm all about you. I'm in. This Day in the Word with Pastor John Couch, Saturday afternoons at 430 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com.
7: If you'd like to learn more about Bob Bernie Live, visit our website, thewordcolumbus.com, thewordcolumbus.com.
10: Live. Welcome
7: to Bobberty Live. It is such a privilege to welcome you to the program today, and my telephone number is 877-BOB Live. 877-262-5483. I want you to get acquainted with a dear friend of mine, and he needs to be a good friend of yours as well, because he is an advocate for all of us. His name is Tim Throckmorton. He is with the Family Research Council, and Tim, it is such an honor to have you live in the studio today. First time. I, we've been a lot of uh, far the, the, away. The yeah. phone stuff. But yeah, it's yeah, great yeah.
20: to have you in the uh, studio today. I count you as a dear friend. Thanks for the invitation.
7: Well, likewise. Likewise, it is an honor to be called your friend. Uh, let's get acquainted with Tim Throckmorton. I did not know this, but you began your professional life in the business world with Big Bear and Hearts. <laughs> yeah. I, I would imagine most of our listeners you know, older than
3: forty—watch mm, it, <laughs> watch, watch it
7: now—older than forty, <laughs> th- probably thirty-five would remember Big Bear and Hearts. The big grocery chain and department store chain here in central Ohio that unfortunately no longer
20: with us. But you began pushing carts at Big Bear? Actually, it was the Hearts store in in Rosemount, uh, close to Portsmouth, Ohio. Yeah. Pushing carts, cleaning restrooms. That's how I got my start. And uh, I was just, before I learned to drive, actually, I was taken to work. And uh, then I got my license and. Worked my way up through into management training, and uh, my wife and I got married when I went into management training, and actually moved to Columbus, and uh, at Lincoln uh, Lincoln Village, sure on West Broad. That was my first transfer as, as an assistant merchandiser, and worked my way up through the through the company, became a store manager uh, at about the age of twenty five. Wow! And uh, worked with them for a lot of years. Uh, and and the fact, the experiences that I gleaned there, the friendships, everything God used in shaping me for ministry. You mm-hmm. know, it's unique how we look back at our oh, lives yeah, and see yeah, that. Very true. But then when I began to, um, uh, when I when they closed all the freestanding heart stores, I was managing the heart store in Wheelersburg, Ohio, and mm-hmm. God opened the door for me to pastor. And I was in ministry. I hadn't pastored yet, but I began to pastor a church in Franklin Furnace, about eight miles from that store. And so 23 years of my life, I was in that part of that county. Uh, you where, know. Now, just curious, yeah.
7: where the heart store was in Wheelersburg, is there a church there today? Uh,
20: in that strip mall? No, no, no. It's actually a Kroger store now. Oh, it's a Kroger no, no, no. store. It's, it's all a, right. It's a
7: all Kroger right. store,
20: yeah. I and, have a dear friend
7: who's pastoring in a strip mall that used to be a, a large department store of some kind. I thought maybe it was hearts. Not particularly. Okay. Not. okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. So how how did God call you out of retail, into ministry? I mean, I mean the experience of cleaning toilets was, was well, I was a was, management was great preparation but, but, for ministry.
15: <laughs>
20: <laughs> yeah. I, we have cleaned the church, uh, uh, after, yeah, sure. But, but no, I was um, the church I was attending, the Reardon Church of the Nazarene. I, I was asked to teach Sunday school class, you know, and so that was my first speaking part, and, and, and then. Through, we began to sing, and, and I led services. You know how that goes. And sure, I And God began to speak to my heart and and uh, shape my life and called me into the, the ministry to preach the gospel. And I began preaching. I served as an assistant pastor at that particular church. Did you and, go to Bible college, seminary? Uh, I went through the Nazarene course of yeah. education as I was working. So I, right. I continued to work and uh, uh, did all of that while I was uh, working at Hearts. Wow. And God called you into ministry mm-hmm. and uh, had
7: many years of very, very successful ministry, the last being in Circleville. Yes. Great ministry God gave you there in Circleville. And now God has pulled you in a different direction. You are now with the Family Research Council.
20: Uh, yeah, and I'm tell, the... me, tell me how that <laughs> came about. Uh, Gary Bauer, uh, who was the former president sure. of FRC, I was with him in Washington last year. It was 2017, yeah, it was last year. Uh, we were having breakfast, and I asked him a question. This is what began, God began to work on my heart through this. I said, how many years until in America we see some deep change, mm-hmm. policies at universities change, policies in business change? And if you ask asking a wise guy like that, new and experienced with, with, with uh, these things. And he said, 25 years. And that twenty-five years—I I was hoping it would be less. But so I'm mm-hmm. flying home, and 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 it was as if God spoke to my heart, Bob, and said, "You've got twenty-five years."
21: Mm.
20: Now that—that was—I mean, I still feel the power of the mm-hmm. Lord. How He spoke to my heart about that. And I was pastoring a successful church, a growing church, a wonderful church, no problems in the world. Mm-hmm. But God began to deal with me about being involved in culture at a deeper level. I already was, but at a deeper level. Mm-hmm. And then the opportunity to, to do what I'm doing now as a Midwest director of ministry came available. All right. And, wow, weighing that, praying about it, and then that was kind of the path. And in um, in February, began to tell our leadership. Well, I transitioned out in, in April. Easter Sunday was my last Sunday to preach at Crossroads Church, mm-hmm. great church, wonderful church. And now I'm serving FRC around, uh, around the country. Well, we've gotten acquainted with Tim Throckmorton.
7: Now let's get acquainted with Family Research Council. I would assume that most of our listeners are familiar with FRC. But if not, give us a little brief history of Family Research Council. What do they do? What is their purpose?
20: About 38 years ago, a gentleman by the name of James Dobson felt like we needed yeah, I think a, I've heard of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, was instrumental in beginning the, the Family Research Council as a uh, organization in Washington, D.C., to be there where the legislative issues take place, where decisions take place that affect families, that affect the nation, that end up affecting the world. And so FRC began, and the vision of FRC is a nation where life is valued, where families flourish, and religious freedom thrives. All right. repeat that again i think that's extremely important where life is valued mm-hmm. where families flourish and where religious freedom thrives and this is our vision this is what we do in 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 the arm of ministry i'm involved in reaching into churches uh, organizations equipping resourcing adding value to pastors and leaders around the nation as they stand for uh, religious freedom and life and family and preach and teach and engage culture with a biblical worldview. The things Bob Bernie does. Uh,
7: well, one of the things that, that I love about Family Research Council, I am uh, if I am fanatic about anything, I am fanatic on two things, especially God's word and number two, the local church. Mm-hmm. I am just, I am fanatical about God's plan for the local church. And FRC gets that. (laughs) They understand that the real key to America's future is not first and foremost in Washington, D.C., but first and foremost in the pulpits of America. And I know that FRC, I think, shares that view. And that's why you are so closely associated with pastors. And local churches.
20: Amen, and and that's where God's given great favor and influence to the church in the last few years. Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot of uh, a lot of uh, (laughs) opinions to the contrary. The church shouldn't be involved. The church shouldn't engage. The church should just kind of back off and not be engaged with government. However, that's what's taken us to where we are now. The church has been silent on issues and the church has not spoke up, nor have they encouraged uh, their members to vote or their people to run for office. Because where there's this vacuum of influence, it's been filled with ungodly influence Mm -hmm. and our nation's uh, the worst for it. So we we believe that the church is the answer. (laughs) And so this is where we come alongside great leaders uh, to make a difference for now and the future. We're talking with Tim Throckmorton, who is with Family Research
7: Council, and we must take a brief break. We'll be back with more Bob Bernie Live and with more with Tim Throckmorton. And a program note at the top of the hour, four o'clock, we'll be joined with Dr. Robert Jeffress from Dallas, Texas. Well, I don't know whether he's in Dallas, Texas today, but he is pastor of the historic First Baptist Church in Dallas. That'll be at four o'clock. Stay tuned. More Bobberny Live coming
14: right up. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Have you ever wondered what are the stumbling blocks that keep people from really getting across the faith barrier to accept and to believe the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Well, we discuss that very thing with Mike Fabares, Ryan Batesel, and James McDonald on the next installment of Uncontainable the podcast that delves into the deep recesses of great archives of great teaching. Join us next time on this station's
18: homepage and at ChristianRadio.com.
6: How would you like to win a trip for two to Israel
19: with Pastor Robert Jeffress from Pathway to Victory? A trip to the Holy Land will make the words of the Bible come alive for you and transform how you study God's Word. You will create memories that will last a lifetime. And I promise, you will encounter the Lord in a way you've never experienced before. Just log
6: on to our station website and you could win the experience of a lifetime with Pastor Jeffress. As a bonus, when you log on, you'll also, receive a free copy of the Elijah map from Pastor Jeffress that shows the incredible Holy Land journeys of the prophet Elijah and the significance of the major milestones in his life.
19: We're using the prophet's life to uncover seven secrets for living a successful and significant life.
6: So, log on today and you may be following in Elijah's footsteps soon. Enter to win a free trip to Israel with Dr. Robert Jeffress at
3: letstalkfaith.com.
5: Sometimes choosing between two politicians feels like choosing the lesser of two evils. Well, this year, you're on the ballot because Amendment 3 is on the ballot. Amendment 3 puts voters in charge of casino gambling in Florida, not politicians, not lobbyists. You. Amendment 3 is different from most amendments. It wasn't put there by politicians or lobbyists.
2: Amendment 3 was put there by voters for voters.
5: A million Floridians like me
2: and me signed petitions to put Amendment 3 on the ballot
19: to do just one thing. Give the people,
2: not the politicians, the final say on casino gambling.
5: The ballot's complicated, but Amendment 3 is simple.
2: Vote yes to put voters in charge.
5: Vote yes on 3 for you and me. Paid political advertisement paid for by voters in charge. P.O. Box 1991, Orlando, Florida, 32802.
16: Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call.
21: the Jordan River, and much, much more. Call now to get your EDI trip planned today at 727-460-1225. That's 727-460-1225. Your
9: favorite Tampa Bay sports talk show, the
10: pick and roll show with the mayor, the sports socialist, and Pillsbury is on the move. Yes, we're
1: still broadcasting on Faith Talk, but we will be changing our airtime to 7 to 8 a.m. on Saturday morning. Still the same great show, just at a fresh new time. That's right. Wake up with us on Saturday mornings as we continue to bring you a faith-based sports show safe for the entire family. Saturday mornings at 7 on Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1.
3: I'm Bill Carl, and in just a moment, the Bill Bunkley Show continues here on Faith Talk 570, 910, FM 102.1, weekday mornings at 7.30, Pathway to Victory with Dr. Robert Jeffers. And now you can see more of what you're hearing at this website, ptvtoday.org, ptvtoday.org.
1: Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview.
7: Welcome back to Bobberty Live and welcome back to Tim Throckmorton, who is with the Family Research Council, the Midwest director responsible for nine states with Family Research Council. Tim, during that break, I was talking about the midterm battleground talkers tour, which emphasizes the importance of this coming midterm election. How important is this election coming up in November?
20: Well, I've heard it said, and my friend J.C. Church may have coined the phrase, the next 60 days can determine the next 40 years. Now, Next you, 40 years? Now, think about this, because what's, what, what's up for grabs? we got 35 Senate seats, and if the Kavanaugh hearings have taught us anything, whoever is in the majority oh, will control. I mean, look past all the minutiae, but sitting in the middle of that, that table, was someone who leans more toward the way we believe than not and so whoever's in the majority leads that and the Senate is is the body that confirms not only Supreme Court justices but but the uh, the other district justices around the nation you've also got 435 house seats that are up for grabs you've got 36 governors that are up for election in the United States and 68 state legislative bodies now Long term, the 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 battle for districts and redistricting is is going to be influenced by the folks that are elected yeah. for the next time. We're going to be influenced by this election, and so that's one of many things. And when you look at each state and their nuance, this can affect or stop progress or continue progress because a lot's been accomplished. Regardless of where you're at in the political spectrum, a lot of good spectrum, a lot of good things have happened uh, just because of of election choices. Well, elections do have consequences. Yes, they do. And uh, we've certainly
7: been reminded of that with the Kavanaugh hearings. Uh, From everything I can gather, Tim, and I'm not as politically connected as you are, Brett Kavanaugh is a good man personally, just a good, decent human being. But also he believes in the authority of the Constitution. And I shudder to think what we would be experiencing right now if the last presidential election had a different outcome.
20: That's right. That's right.
7: It, when I see the liberal left and how they're behaving in these confirmation hearings, it has become a clown show. It has become a circus. And the, the vitriolic attacks on someone... Because they believe in the Constitution. Tim, I can't imagine the difference had Hillary Clinton been elected. I was not a Donald Trump fan. I didn't support him in the primaries. I didn't support him until he got the nomination. And then it was very reluctant. I have found myself being very critical of the president at times since he's been elected. But. <laughs> Look at what has been accomplished. The Mexico City policy has been reinstated. Religious liberty executive orders that have just been so incredibly important. And uh, now, you know, Neil Gorsuch. Mm -hmm. And now we have Brett Kavanaugh, who has made it absolutely clear. If I am a Supreme Court justice, I will stand for religious liberty and freedom because that's what the Constitution assures (laughs) us of. And I wanted to shout. Yeah.
20: Yeah. Did you notice in in the hearing yesterday how he he did something that you don't hear done much anymore? He married. The Declaration of Independence to the Constitution yeah. in his testimony. Yeah. And, and the, the Declaration and the Constitution go together. They don't stand separately. The one is because of the other. And he recognized that. And anyone that does that recognizes God's hand at work, and he does get it. And he is uh, going to be a great Supreme Court justice, and I'm confident he'll be confirmed.
7: Well, in spite of what the New York Times is saying... <laughs> Paul Krugman in the New York Times this morning published an editorial headline, Kavanaugh will kill the Constitution. And one thing that he has said over and over and over again, I believe in the authority of the Constitution. I am not going to make any decisions unless they are based on the Constitution, the Constitution alone, and yet we have the liberal left, with hysterical headlines, if this guy is confirmed, the Constitution
10: is
20: going to be killed. Well, no, it's going to be kept alive. Exactly, and the headline is what's going to be. They want remembered. You see, you're yeah. you, at a place now. You can just say anything, yeah, and very it grabs true. hold. And that's that's what they're doing. That's a, that's just a pitch. It's a it's a um, a, a strong statement that has no validity and it gets used as fact.
7: Well, that's why I hope our folks will respond to this midterm Battleground Talkers Tour. This election is so incredibly important, and our special guests are going to be some of the best guests available in all of America to let us know what is at stake at the next election, and I'm delighted that... that, uh, Tim, you and the folks at Family Research Council are going to be partnering with us in this uh, Battleground Talkers Tour coming up on Friday, October 12th. And again, folks, get your tickets now at the Well, Tim, I have known you for a long time, and I have just been so grateful for your, number one, your faithfulness to God and his word, but also your passion for the religious freedom and liberty and the biblical traditions of our country. And I know you're going to continue that fight on our behalf. And I thank you for that. And I'm just so grateful you could drop
20: by today. It, it, entirely my honor, Bob. Thank you for the difference you make. I, I do value your influence in uh, in Columbus. Well, pay for
7: Pray for Tim Throckmorton and Family Research Council. Quick break. When we come back, Dr. Robert Jeffress. This is AM 880 WRFD and 104.5 FM. Life- this is Bob Bernie filling in for my friend Bill Bunkley here on Faith Talk 570, FM 102.1 and AM 910.
1: You're a donut away from Sunday school. Right in your car. Faith Talk 570, 910 and
6: FM 102.1. You could win a trip for two to Israel with Pastor Robert Jeffress from Pathway to Victory just by logging on to our station website. Win the experience of a lifetime. You will create memories that will last a lifetime. As a bonus, when you log on, you'll also receive a free copy of the Elijah Map from Pastor Jeffress that shows the incredible Holy Land journeys of the Prophet Elijah. Log on,
3: enter to win a free trip to Israel with Dr. Robert Jeffress at Letstalkfaith.com.
1: Saturday mornings at 10.30, join us for The Universe Next Door
6: with Dr. Tom Woodward. That was their answer. Evolution. (laughs) Evolution. It just evolved that way. And that's kind of the all-purpose explanation when you don't know something. Oh, evolution explains it. It's it's kind of a, a, a... Placeholder for Ignorance.
1: The Universe Next Door with Dr. Tom Woodward Saturday mornings at 1030 on Faith Talk 570-910 and FM 102.1. Online at Let's Talk Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at Let's Talk a service of the Salem Media Group.
9: Breaking news this hour from townhall.com, I'm Keith Peters. An emotional Brett Kavanaugh speaking to the Senate Judiciary Committee on the sexual assault charges against him put forth today by Christine Blasey Ford.
6: We live in a country devoted to due process and the rule of law. That means taking allegations seriously. But if the mere allegation, the mere assertion of an allegation... A refuted allegation from 36 years ago is enough to destroy a person's life and career. We will have abandoned the basic principles of fairness and due process that define our legal system and our country.
9: Ford testified earlier that Kavanaugh assaulted her during a party when they were teens. Kavanaugh categorically denied all aspects of her testimony, saying he never did those things years ago. President Trump has put off a meeting with Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. The president postponed the highly
0: anticipated meeting to avoid conflicting with the Senate Judiciary Committee hearing on the Brett Kavanaugh nomination. The meeting was set up after Rosenstein was depicted in the New York Times discussing the possibility last year of invoking the 25th Amendment to remove Trump from office. He denies this happened. Rosenstein also heads the special counsel investigation of Russian interference with the presidential election, which Trump unrelentingly criticizes. Trump says he prefers not to fire. Air rosenstein but pushing back the meeting extends the uncertainty surrounding the deputy attorney general's status i'm warren levinson
9: israeli prime minister benjamin netanyahu accused iran on thursday of keeping a secret atomic warehouse just outside its capital despite the 2015 deal with world powers that was meant to keep it from obtaining nuclear weapons iranian state media called the announcement ridiculous on wall street the up by 54 points the nasdaq rose 52 the s&p advanced eight. more on these stories at town hall
5: When it comes to your pain, many of you might be skeptical, like I was, about ordering Relief Factor. Pat Boone again for this wonderful 100% drug-free supplement designed to help your own body lower or eliminate occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, everyday living. I'm not skeptical any longer. The three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. Why don't you let us see if we can get you out of pain, too, at relieffactor.com.
10: My lawn's been worn out by summer, not to mention by
1: my kids. This year, use Scots in the fall. Just one more feeding
14: gives your grass the nourishment it needs to recover from the wear and tear of summer, while also
1: building resilient roots to help prevent a weak, thin lawn next spring. This fall, my kids and my grass are back out to play. This is a Scots yard. Now's the time to feed your lawn. Pick up a bag of Scott's Winter Guard today.
9: How strong is President Trump's support for a two-state solution between Israel and the Palestinians? The latest from the media line's Charles B. Blizzi. President
10: Donald Trump for the first time had appeared to endorse a two-state solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. But by the end of the day, his support became tentative. During a press briefing with Israel's prime minister, the American leader expressed his preference for the formula, which he said he believes works best. But hours later, the president backtracked, saying if the Israelis and the Palestinians want one state, that's okay with me. According to the White House, within four months the ambiguity will be reconciled as the Trump peace proposal is revealed. The flip-flop prompted some observers to question whether the plan is as pragmatic as the president has implied. I'm Charles B. Blazer, Town Hall News, Jerusalem.
9: News and analysis at TheMediaLine.org and TownHall.com. I'm Keith Peters. You may be paying more for some basic items and big-name retailers laying the blame on 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue.
2: Do you shop at Walmart? It's just one of many companies warning that President Trump's taxes on imports may have to be passed on to shoppers. Walmart specifically mentioned car seats, cribs, backpacks, pet products, hats, and bicycles. Macy's, too, says it may well have to raise prices. Procter & Gamble warns it may have to increase prices and dump jobs. And Ford says prices across the auto industry may go up. President Trump is dismissing any notion that the tariffs may be a risk to the economy. I'm Rita Foley.
9: Dutch police have arrested seven men who are suspected of plotting a large-scale extremist attack on the Netherlands that prosecutors say they think they've been foiling. The National Prosecutor's Office says the men were arrested by heavily armed police in the towns of Armen and Veert. More on these stories at townhall.com.
2: We're here to give you strength between Sundays.
5: C.S. Lewis says pride is like a cancer that will rob you even of common sense. The more we have it in ourselves, the more we dislike it or despise it in others.
2: We're here for you. Faith Talk AM 570. Online at letstalkfaith.com.
10: There was a tiny crack in the corner of Mike's glass, spreading like a spider, Ah! across his windshield, he wasn't worried, his first thought was a new free windshield, and cash on the spot, he called 813-96-GLASS, 813-96-GLASS, if it's chipped or cracked, we'll buy it cash back
1: with comprehensive insurance. You're a donut away from Sunday school, right in your car. Faith Talk, 570-910 and FM 102.1. This hour is brought to you by EDI Travel.
7: If you'd like to learn more about Bob Bernie Live, visit our website thewordcolumbus.com, thewordcolumbus.com. Welcome again to Bob Bernie Live. Uh, you know, I've had the privilege of interviewing an awful lot of important, famous people in the last 28, 29 years, but uh, to be really honest, I, I do have a couple of favorites, and uh, today, to be just totally honest and candid, one of my favorite uh, guests is Dr. Robert Jeffress, pastor of the historic First Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas. For many reasons, I deeply admire and honor his stand on the authority of Scripture, and uh, First Baptist Dallas and Dr. W. A. Criswell, uh, his predecessor, have uh, have had such a deep impact on my life and ministry through the years. Dr. Robert Jeffress, it is a, a delight and an honor to welcome you once again to Bob Bernie Live.
4: Well, thanks so much for having me, Bob. What nice things to say.
7: Well, it is, uh, it is my pleasure, my uh, privilege. And I don't know how you do it, and I mean this honestly. I don't know how you do it, but you have another brand-new book, and uh, it's about an extraordinary life. And I must say it's an extraordinary book, the title, Choosing the Extraordinary Life. Uh, what was the genesis behind this book? What prompted this new book?
4: Well, you know, last year my book was A Place Called Heaven, and it had great success because people really are interested in what God has planned for us after we die. But I thought it was also important to talk about what God has for us on this side of the grave. You don't have to wait until you die to experience (laughs) an extraordinary life. And so uh, I wrote this book, and the subtitle is God's Seven Secrets for Success and Significance. And you know, the truth is, Bob, most Christians are not living an extraordinary life. I think about the Chicago sewer worker who was asked why he did what he did. He said, well, I dig the ditch to earn the money to buy the bread to get the strength to dig the ditch. And, you know, that's how many Christians are living their lives. They get up, go to work, come home, eat dinner, watch a little TV, go to bed, and then repeat the cycle over and over again. So I think God wants more for us than that. And I've used the life of Elijah as the background for this book. You know, the Bible says he was an ordinary person. He had doubts. He had moments of disobedience, discouragement, and yet God used him in an extraordinary way. And I've extrapolated the seven principles from Elijah's life that we can use in our life to have that extraordinary existence God wants for us.
7: Well, I love the way you begin the book. You talk about the impact of a guy named Ed, who was a Boston carpet salesman over a hundred years ago, how he impacted Dr. Robert Jeffress. (laughs) Walk us us through that. I, I love that story.
4: Well, I won't go through all the details, but you know, when people say, Well, I'm just an accountant or I'm just a homemaker or you know, I I, I drive a taxi cab, how could I have an extraordinary impact on the world. And I use the true story of Edward Kimball. He was a Boston carpet salesman in the uh, 19th century, and uh, he taught a Sunday school class. And one of the 17-year-olds in his Sunday school class, uh, he thought, was not a Christian. So he decided to go to his place of work to share the gospel with him. And so he went into the store, the shoe store where this 17-year-old worked, and he waited till the break, and he went back in the stockroom with this boy, shared with him the gospel and that boy accepted Christ as his Savior. And that 17-year-old was named Dwight Lyman Moody, D.L. Moody, who would become the greatest evangelist of the 19th century. And then I traced the story of Edward Kimball, how he impacted more than 150 years later the life of another young man. Uh, His name was Billy Graham, who became the greatest evangelist of his day. And then I traced the line from Billy Graham and show even today, how I am not only a Christian, but I am pastor of First Baptist Church Dallas directly because of Billy Graham, whose uh, life impacted my mother. She became a Christian when Billy joined our church, First Baptist Dallas. My mom joined our church, and today I'm here all because of that Boston carpet salesman yeah. who nobody knows of named Edward Kimball. I,
7: I love that. When I began thumbing through your uh, your book, I was just immediately drawn to that. Now, the the basis of the book is the life of Elijah. And you point out that Elijah was an ordinary man who lived an extraordinary life. But most people would not consider the prophet Elijah to be an ordinary man. How How do you say that Elijah was an ordinary man living an extraordinary life?
4: Well, he was not a spiritual superman. He wasn't perfect. Um, He, as I said earlier, I mean, he's very flawed in a lot of ways, as we see in his life story. But the reason God used him was not because of his strengths, but I point out three characteristics of Elijah that caused God to use him in a powerful way. He was a man of purpose. He understood his purpose. His name, Elijah, meant Yahweh is God. Just think about it. From the time he was a little boy, he would hear his mother saying, uh, Yahweh is God, supper's ready, get in here quickly. <laughs> I mean, he grew up, our friends would come and knock at the door, at Elijah's mother's, and say, you uh, know, Yahweh is God, come out to play today. I mean, he grew up yeah. understanding his purpose was to show his culture that Yahweh was the only true God. So he had a distinct understanding of his purpose. He was a man of passion. Uh, he felt strongly about what he was doing, and that passion gave him courage. He didn't stutter or stammer when he stood in in front of evil king ahab and said thus saith the lord but thirdly he was a man of prayer You know, James 5 says the effective prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. And then James uses Elijah as the example of that righteous man who knew how to pray effectively. And it's these reasons, not because of any natural gifts he had necessarily, but it was these reasons that he had that extraordinary life.
7: Well, we're talking with Dr. Robert Jeffress. He has a brand new book out that you need to get immediately choosing The Extraordinary Life, God's Seven Secrets for Success and Significance by Dr. Robert Jeffress. You can get it at Amazon, your local bookstore. You can buy it. It's uh, published by Baker Books. Uh, You can buy it anywhere. The important thing is to get it. Now, we're coming up on a break, but Dr. Robert Jeffress is going to be joining us here in Columbus. We're delighted to have him back in Columbus on Friday night, October 12th. And he will be participating in the midterm Battleground Talkers Tour. He will be joined with Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, and some other very, very special guests that we will be announcing very soon. And you can get your tickets now at thewordcolumbus.com. Thewordcolumbus.com. Dr. Jefferson, I'm going to come back to your book after the break. But you are an unbelievably busy man Why would you agree to come to what is specifically a political event coming to Columbus in October? Why would you take time out of your incredibly busy schedule to participate in this event?
4: Well, I think we're living in a critical time, and look, I want to be clear. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm independent in my voting, but I do think this midterm election is critical. I was with the president last week and uh, got to spend some time with him privately, and uh, he's not uh, panicked as some people are saying about the midterms, but he is very focused on them. And I said to him, I said, Mr. President, if the Democrats take control of the uh, Congress, they are either going to oust you from office or They're going to try to paralyze you while you remain in office, and we can't allow that to happen. And the reason I say that uh, is because, uh, Bob, uh, this is the most pro-life pro-religious liberty, pro-conservative judiciary president that we've had in history, and he supports the causes of Christians, and I think Christians need to vote for those men and women who will support this president's Christian agenda in our country.
7: Well, and that's why, folks, you need to be at this event as well. I will be there, Dr. Robert Jeffress, Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, and many others that we will be announcing very soon. But get your tickets now at TheWordColumbus.com. The Midterm Battleground Talkers Tour, Friday night, October 12th. VIP tickets are very limited. If you want one of those, you better get them quick. All right, quick break, and we will return with Dr. Robert Jeffress, author of a brand-new book, Choosing the Extraordinary Life.
1: Invite God along for the morning commute. Weekday mornings at 7, it's Focus on the Family.
14: It is education that will transform you and will compel you to do great things to the glory of God.
1: And at 7.30, Pathway to Victory with Dr. Robert Jeffress.
19: Now, in the end, it all works out, and Christ rewards us. But in the short time, there is a price to pay for being a Christian.
1: Strength for your morning. Faith Talk, AM 570,
18: AM 910, and FM 102.1. For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to Save the Children Can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death, will you give the gift of life to a child today? Even a little that you can give will make a huge difference. Please call now, 888-884-4836. 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. Or give online at SaveChildrenToday.org. That's save children
6: How would you like to
19: win a trip for two to Israel with Pastor Robert Jeffress from Pathway to Victory? A trip to the Holy Land will make the words of the Bible come alive for you and transform how you study God's Word. You will create memories that will last a lifetime. And I promise, you will encounter the Lord in a way you've never experienced before. Just log on to our station website and you could win the experience of
6: a lifetime with Pastor Jeffress. As a bonus... When you log on, you'll also receive a free copy of the Elijah map from Pastor Jeffress that shows the incredible Holy Land journeys of the prophet Elijah and the significance of the major milestones in his
19: life. We're using the prophet's life to uncover seven secrets for living a successful and significant life.
6: So log on today and you may be following in Elijah's footsteps soon. Enter to win a free trip to Israel with Dr. Robert Jeffress at Let's Talk dot com. Balance of nature's fruits and veggies in a capsule.
4: I thought I had a sinus headache for a few days, but I had a massive brain aneurysm. I of the brain and a stroke, and I was on my deathbed, I was on a respirator, in a coma for 35 days, and three months later, I came home in a wheelchair, I had double vision, I had to learn to walk again, to speak again, one in one is two, write the alphabet, you know, if I went out and did a little something, I'd come home, I'd be in bed, now, I'm up by like 5.30 in the morning, and I go to the gym, I do shopping, I cook, I, I have energy all day, I mean, I feel great.
1: Overall, my whole outlook, just feeling, uh, my mental aspect, everything. Everything is better. For a limited time, use discount code now. To receive a 50% discount on your first preferred whole health system and have it shipped to you free, call 1-800-246-8751 or go online to
5: balanceofnature.com. Again,
1: use discount code now. The following
13: message is brought to you by Health Markets, your first choice when you need health insurance for your small business. Do you offer health insurance to your employees? Call us now and see if you can save money. Do you want to offer vision and dental to your employees? Call us. Do you think you're paying too much for your current health insurance? Call us. Do you want somebody else to do all the legwork and search thousands of health plans from over 180 health insurance companies nationwide? Call us. We're Health Markets, and thanks to a little-known solution, we could help your business save thousands of dollars on health insurance costs and save your employees money, too. Our service is free. Don't miss the great savings. Call now.
16: 800-651-3235. 800-651-3235. 800-651-3235. That's 800-651-3235. Health Markets Insurance Agency is DBA of InSphere Insurance Solutions, Inc. Licensed in all states. Product availability varies.
1: Saturday afternoons at 430. Join Pastor John Couch for This Day in the Word.
7: He says, if you really want to run hard after me, lay everything on your altar And put your Isaac on the altar and back away and say, God, this is your deal. This is for your
1: praise and your glory, man. I'm all about you. I'm in. This Day in the Word with Pastor John Couch, Saturday afternoons at 430 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com.
3: I'm Bill Carl, and in just a moment, the Bill Bunkley Show continues here on Faith Talk 570, 910 FM 102.1. Weekday mornings at 7.30, Pathway to Victory with Dr. Robert Jeffers. And now you can see more of what you're hearing at this website, ptvtoday.org, ptvtoday.org.
17: Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live.
7: Welcome again to Bobberty Live, and welcome again to Dr. Robert Jeffress, pastor of the historic First Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas. And uh, Dr. Jeffress is the author of a brand-new book that you need to get immediately, Choosing the Extraordinary Life, God's Seven Secrets for Success and Significance. And Dr. Jeffress will be coming to Columbus again on Friday evening October 12th for the midterm Battleground Talkers tour and you can get tickets right now at the word and Dr. Jeffress, somehow some way I'm going to uh, get a soap to you so that we can share one
4: <laughs> That's why I'm Columbia, coming to Columbus Well for that's that's for the Talkers tour That's kind of why I I
7: <laughs> I assume that was one of the requirements before you would come <laughs> Uh in your book, I am i am taken by the title, Choosing the Extraordinary Life. Why is our choice, our choosing, why is that so important in living an extraordinary
4: life? Well, I mean, the fact is our life is the sum total of the choices that we make. And uh, uh, the subtitle of Choosing the Extraordinary Life is God's Seven Secrets for Success and Significance. All drawn from the life of Elijah, but these these secrets, uh, Bob, are really choices that we make every day, mm-hmm. determining or uh, discovering your unique purpose, uh, determining to in your uh, culture, uh, uh, waiting on God's timing, uh, living your life with the end in mind. These are all choices that we make. And, uh, you know, an extraordinary life is the uh, sum of extraordinary years that are made up of extraordinary months that are comprised of extraordinary days and even hours. And so uh, this is not a once-for-all decision we make. Every day we have to choose extraordinary
7: and well, i think that's it's so incredibly important that we understand that 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 in the christian life god has set particularly when we come to the cross for salvation god sets us free from the penalty of sin and the power of sin so that we can make daily choices to live an extraordinary life uh the first chapter is on our purpose yeah why Scripture is pretty clear about why what our real purpose is. I mean, that's not hidden, but why does it seem so elusive to so many Christians to find their purpose when
4: Scripture is pretty clear on that? Well, there's a general purpose we all have, and that is to glorify God. And uh, I, I, I say, you know, God has a story he's telling to the world, and our uh, task is to uh, tell his story. But I also say God has a unique story he's writing through every Christian's life to tell God's story. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and when I talk about discovering your purpose, I'm talking about discovering the unique purpose for which Bob Bernie was born. Somebody has said there are two the two greatest days in our life, or the day we were born and the day we discovered why we were born. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about the specific story God is telling through your life. And in fact, I use that word story, S-T-O-R-Y, as an acrostic for the five principles for the discovering your unique purpose uh, for living. And let me just take one, that O in the word story stands for obey your passions. You know, one of the primary ways God reveals his purpose for our life is through the passions he places in our heart. Uh, Psalm 37, 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the, what? The desires of your heart god has placed a desire in your heart bob for broadcasting that's not an evil desire sometimes we think the the god's will for our lives must be the hardest and most uh, unpleasant thing we could possibly think of. Yeah, no yeah. god makes his desires your desires and so we talk about how to discover your unique purpose by uncovering your passion as well as your areas of giftedness uh god's purpose for your life is the intersection of your passion And your gifts with his purpose.
7: I've got about 14 more questions that I want to ask, (laughs) but but we're but we're running out of time. So let me let me skip past several of them. Chapter four is about burn the ships, and you give the famous illustration of Cortez. Relate that to our culture. What does it mean to burn the ships?
4: Well, for Cortez it meant burning the ships so there were no possibilities of retreat for he and his men for him and his men as they made that 200 mile trek from the beaches of Veracruz in Mexico to the capital they would be tempted to turn back Cortez knew that, knew that, so he said, burn the ships. Yeah. For us, burn the ships means having that all-in moment when we decide whether we're really going to follow God's plan for our life. And, uh, you know, Elijah had that on Mount Carmel. Remember, he said to the Israelites, it's time for you to make up your mind. If Baal is God, serve him with right. all of your heart. If Jehovah is God, serve him, but quit trying to waver between two opinions.
7: And then let me finally go back one chapter to three, which is about waiting. Dr. Jeffers, waiting is so hard for the Christian. Why is it so hard to wait on a God that we know we can trust?
4: Well, you know, that's one of the secrets I talk about, waiting on God's timing. We want to move from the one thing to the next big thing, but God sometimes says wait. I mean, after Elijah, you know, appeared on the scene before Ahab, God hid him for three and a half yeah. years uh, by the creek at Kareth, and then later for several years at the widow's home. Elijah thought God had forgotten about him. No, God had some invaluable lessons he wanted to teach Elijah, just like he wants to teach us during those waiting times. And I say in my book, Choosing the Extraordinary Life, waiting time doesn't have to be wasted time if we listen to and learn from God.
7: So important, Choosing the Extraordinary Life, God's Seven Secrets for Success and Significance by Dr. Robert Jeffers. Dr. Jeffers, I always ask authors this question at the end of the interview, and I'm not going to make the exception today. When uh, someone picks up your book, Choosing the Extraordinary Life, reads it, and places it down, what is the take-home that you want them to have when they finish this book?
4: You don't have to wait until you die to experience an extraordinary life. Eternal life begins the moment you accept Christ as your Savior and begin to live out His plan for you. And choosing the extraordinary life is really a roadmap from God's word to a life of success, satisfaction, and significance.
7: Well, thank you for that. And, and may I say, uh, back in the primaries before Donald Trump was elected, I told you this, you know, one time. I thought you were nuts. <laughs> you know, I, I already told you that. Uh, but you have been proven to be right. And I just want you to know, I am grateful that God has placed you in a place of influence for President Trump. I am grateful that you have his ear, and uh, I want you to know, myself and my listeners pray for you often as you interact with uh, President Trump. We will uh, we will love to have you back in Columbus and we'll try to figure out that Sopapia thing somehow. Okay. He's coming Friday, October 12th, but get his book, Choosing the Extraordinary Life. Thank you, Dr. Robert Jeffress. This is Bob Bernie filling in for my friend Bill Bunkley here on Faith Talk 570 FM 102.1 and AM 910.
2: We are here to give you strength between Sundays.
6: The author of the book of Hebrews said, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, exhorting one another. Be accountable
1: to somebody. Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at Let's Talk Faith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group.
9: With SRN News on Keith Peters in Washington. Emotionally battling to rescue his Supreme Court nomination, Brett Kavanaugh fought back Thursday against allegations that he'd sexually assaulted Christine Blasey Ford when both were high school students, telling Congress that allegations by her and others have totally and permanently destroyed his family and his reputation. In a loud voice, the jurist told the Senate Judiciary Committee that his confirmation process had become, quote, a national disgrace, unquote. You have replaced advice and consent with search and destroy, he said. California psychology professor Christine Blasey Ford testified that Kavanaugh had sexually assaulted her during a gathering while they were in high school. On Wall Street, the Dow by 54 points, the NASDAQ rose 52, the S&P advanced 8, oil up to 72.12, a barrel on the New York Mercantile Exchange. This is SRN News.
1: Catch your second wind with encouragement from Scripture. Weekdays at 2 p.m. It's Know the Truth with Philip DeCourcy. Whatever happens in
16: the morning and the afternoon and night, all may change, but Jesus never.
1: And at 2.30, verse by verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff.
16: When it comes to obedience to God's Word, is
22: do what the Word says and let the chips fall where they may.
1: Strength throughout the day. Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1.
15: Hey guys, I'm Zendaya and I'm so excited to
2: share my song, Wonderful Life, from our new movie, Smallfoot. Take a look around
9: and see the world we think we know.
10: Smallfoot is the animated event of the fall.
15: Now that's exciting!
10: Featuring original music performed by Zendaya. And the cast of Smallfoot.
15: Yeti or not,
2: here we come.
17: Smallfoot, now play, Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. Tomorrow is make or break day
23: for Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. As I write, there is doubt one of his accusers, Christine Blasey Ford, will show up. Her lawyers continue to make demands on the Judiciary Committee that the Republican chairman is unlikely to accept. These include opposition to an outside female attorney experienced in sexual assault cases questioning her. Apparently Ford wants only white males to ask her questions so she can accuse them of sexism. Kavanaugh could help his cause by displaying more passion than he showed in Monday night's interview with Martha McCallum on Fox News. He should read some of the horrible letters his wife has received. He might even invoke the Ninth Commandment— About not bearing false witness. He says he has faith in the process, but the process has become corrupted by Democrats and their far left allies. Their double standard is appalling, excusing behavior as bad or worse than Kavanaugh has been accused of. This has nothing to do with sexual harassment or women, it's about keeping another constitutionalist off the Supreme Court. I'm Cal Thomas.
9: I'm Hugh Hewitt. This week in the Town Hall Review, brought to you in partnership with uh, Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. The week began with a predictable second accuser of Judge Kavanaugh.
21: I think it is dereliction of journalistic practice to have published this story at all.
9: Join us for our program. Visit our website at townhallreview.com.
1: Sunday mornings at 6 on Faith Talk 570, 910 and FM 102.1.
7: If you'd like to learn more about Bob Bernie Live, visit our website, thewordcolumbus.com thewordcolumbus.com Concern about the compromise on the authority of Scripture today in many churches, many denominations and uh, the compromise on the Gospel. Well, my guest, certainly stands with me and many others in uh, standing against that kind of compromise and the clear teaching of the authority of Scripture and the truth of Scripture. It's my privilege to welcome Pastor Don Green to the uh, program, pastor of Truth Community Church down in the Cincinnati area, and the host of the daily program Truth Pulpit that airs on WRFD every afternoon at 2 p.m. Pastor Don Green, welcome to the program.
22: Bob, I'm so glad to be back with you, uh, and I certainly affirm everything that you said. It's, uh, it's a joy to stand with you, uh, upholding the authority of Scripture and upholding the pure gospel of Christ that's revealed in those pages.
7: You, you know, the name of the church that you pastor is Truth Community Church, and your daily radio program is The Truth Pulpit. Many people would say, isn't that a little arrogant? putting truth in the name of your church and truth in the name of your radio program i don't think it's arrogant well, at all do you
22: well not when you look at scripture itself you know uh, jesus said that if we were going to worship the living god that we had to worship him in spirit and in truth and the and so we have to find out what that truth is if we're going to worship god truly And what I think is arrogant is not upholding the truth that God has revealed in his word, but what is arrogant is to deny that truth, dilute it, and diminish it by casting doubt upon Scripture before God's people.
7: Well, you're you're exactly right. The real arrogance is putting man's authority above God's authority, Man's interpretation of Scripture, man's uh, man's doctrine, man's tradition above the truth of Scripture—that's the real arrogance today, wouldn't you agree?
22: Yeah, absolutely, Bob. And you know, it comes in the way of, of of science trying to trump the true interpretation of Scripture, of man's experience, of man's doctrine, of of revelation other than the Bible. All of those things go to a diminishment and a contradiction of Scripture, which uh, the Bible ends with the declaration, don't add to it or take Mm -hmm. away from it. And so my desire as a pastor, our desire as a church is simply to uphold what God has revealed and to let Scripture speak for itself.
7: Currently uh, on the Truth Pulpit, and again, it airs here on WRFD. And to our listeners in Florida who are listening today, you can listen to podcasts off of WRFD, the com. You can listen to uh, podcasts, or if you'd like to know more about Don Green, his ministry, you can go to the truthpulpit.com. The truthpulpit.com. Uh currently, Don, you're in a series, I understand, trusting God in trying
22: times.
7: Why that yes. series right now?
22: Well, it's actually the uh, the free offer that we have on our website that you alluded to, thetruthpulpit.com. And it's not what's airing currently on the broadcast, but rather it's the free offer that we have available to everybody that is uh, that goes to our website and requests it. Okay. There's, it's completely free. There's a, a, uh, there's a link there to either request CDs or to have immediate uh, MP3 downloads. So it's all available there for free. And, Bob, the reason that we offer that series for free is, is that it has proven to be the most requested and the most impactful series of, of my 20 years of teaching God's Word. And so I'm very delighted to be able to offer it to your listeners, and I hope that people will take advantage of it because it's had, it's had a transforming effect on my own life from some really serious difficulties that I had back when.
7: What, share some of those. You you can't you can't leave us hanging. What what are some of those uh, things?
22: Well, you know, Bob, it's. Uh, I don't like to talk about myself, and I don't refer to myself in my preaching much. But but this series is born out of a very long seven year period of, of dark struggle that I went through after my unsaved father and my unsaved brother were killed in a private plane crash uh, when I was a new Christian. Wow. And I was I was. Crushed by that, Uh, Bob. I had been praying for the salvation of my father. Uh, We were drawing close after years of estrangement because I was a new Christian and I was seeking him out. And I had, Bob, I had this dream that one day God, and when I say dream, I had this hope, not a dream while I was sleeping or a vision, but I just had this hope that one day I would walk into the living room and find my father with an open bible on his lap and I would have that sense that sense of knowing that he had truly been converted to Christ. So I prayed for that and I asked God for that with with all of my heart. And it that uh, hope ended without an apparent answer in a small wooded area in southeastern Indiana where their plane went down on Thanksgiving Day 1988. Oh my and goodness. so that's uh, that's the background of of what originally set me on the quest to find answers for the questions that I had in my heart in the aftermath of of that devastating loss.
7: It's it's fascinating, Don, and I didn't know that. I knew a lot about your background. I knew that you were a litigation attorney in Chicago, a graduate of the Indiana University of Law School before you surrendered to ministry, but, but I had no idea but donnie and and i've been in the ministry a little bit longer than you have but i have found and i know and this must be the the theme of this series that these are the times that god really molds our character my my wife and i often talk about the seven years of hell that our family went through several years ago that god used to really bring us to a deeper understanding of himself and a deeper understanding of the cross and a deeper understanding of what what suffering means uh do you find don that this is c- common this these times of suffering these times of questioning these tri- times of trial and testing
22: well i i certainly think they're they're certainly uh common in our in our local body uh bob we we buried a beautiful baby boy uh, a few months ago to mm. a, a wonderful family in our church. We've had so much, so much death and even suicide in our congregation in recent times, and so our our congregation is, uh, you know, has knows what it's like to sing in a minor key, and and I think going back to what you what you said, I do think that God prepares us for ministry. Uh, uh, he he will let's put it this way he often prepares men for ministry by by breaking them by crushing them before they go into ministry so that they might be able to speak out of a tender heart rather than in an overly academic way to people who are in suffering you know it reminds no. me of of second corinthians chapter one where it says that god comforts us in all our affliction so that we would be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted mm-hmm. by God. And the, the the series, Trusting God in Trying Times, is, is the blessing now that I have to be able to share with the people of God. This is comfort that I know is real, that is true, that is grounded in Scripture. And, uh, you know, it, it's now my privilege to be able to share the comfort that God gave me through the truth that those to that 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 series uh
7: yeah it's interesting that your mind went to second corinthians 1 as you were talking about that my mind went to second corinthians 12 and paul's thorn in the flesh that that god gave as a gift to paul to crush him to grind him to powder um yes yeah and and i this is a this is common and, and we're told this is common demand. You know, you know, uh, Peter talks about that—the trial of your faith, not if, but when you are tried. Uh, trusting yes, that- God in trying times. And folks, we're coming up on a break, but you can get this series absolutely free at thetruthpulpit.com. Thetruthpulpit.com. Those of you that are fortunate enough to hear The Truth Pulpit, 2 o'clock here on WRFD. Those of you who are in Florida, you can get this series as well, thetruthpulpit.com. We're talking to Pastor Don Green, pastor of Truth Community Church and host of The Truth Pulpit. We'll be right back.
1: an early start with God's Word. Weekday mornings at 6, it's Verse by Verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff. There is no condemnation for those who know Christ Jesus. That salvation is forever. And at 6.30 grace to you with John MacArthur. God
19: is choosing an heir. Think of your salvation that way. He chose you to be an heir of everything that he possesses. Strength
1: for your morning. Faith Talk AM 570, AM 910 and
21: FM 102.1. Bill Bunkley here for my friends at EDI Travel. If you're a pastor of a church or a leader of an organization who has ever dreamed about leading a trip to the Holy Land, be sure to consult with the professionals at EDI Travel, just named again for the third 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 year in a row, The Very Best Holy Land Tour Company by TripAdvisor. the jordan river and much much more call now to get your edi trip planned today at 727-460-1225 that's 727-460-1225 how would you like to win a trip for two to israel with
19: pastor robert jeffress from pathway to victory a trip to the holy land will make the words of the bible come alive for you and transform how you study god's word you will create memories that will last a lifetime And I promise, you will encounter the Lord in a way you've never experienced before. Just log on to our
6: station website and you could win the experience of a lifetime with Pastor Jeffress. As a bonus, when you log on, you'll also receive a free copy of the Elijah map from Pastor Jeffress that shows the incredible Holy Land journeys of the prophet Elijah and the significance of the major milestones in his life.
19: We're using the prophet's life to uncover seven secrets for living a successful and significant life.
6: So log on today, and you may be following in Elijah's footsteps soon. Enter to win a free trip to Israel with Dr. Robert Jeffress at
3: letstalkfaith.com.
12: Hi, I'm Nancy Houston, a sex therapist, leadership coach, and licensed professional counselor. After counseling hundreds of clients about the topic of intimacy, I decided to write Love and Sex, a Christian guide to healthy intimacy. Love and Sex is filled with life-changing, compelling stories to help us all reconnect to love and is biblically based on the truths of God's Word.
17: Get your copy now of best-selling author Nancy Houston's compelling new book, Love and Sex, A Christian Guide to Healthy Intimacy. Available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold.
3: Sunday morning at 9, join Rabbi Stephen Weiler for Heart of Messiah.
17: I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse
3: him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So here we see that God has said, I'm going to set up for you and your descendants, Abraham, a special land. Heart of Messiah, Sunday morning at 9 on Faith Talk AM 570 and online at letstalkfaith.com.
2: We are here to give you strength between Sundays.
19: Jesus does not want to be the most important part of your life. Jesus wants you to be your life. He wants all of who you are.
2: We are here for you. Faith Talk AM 570. Online at letstalkfaith.com.
10: On Twitter at slash Bob Bernie Live.
7: Welcome again to Bob Bernie Live and welcome again to Don Green, who is pastor of Truth Community Church down in the Cincinnati area of Ohio. And he is the host of the daily program, The Truth Pulpit, which airs at 2 p.m. every afternoon, Monday through Friday, here on WRFD. Uh, Don, I've got to ask you just a a personal question. Uh, Many of our listeners will not know this. You spent quite a bit of time at Master's College out in California and working with Grace Community Church, where, of course, John MacArthur is, uh, what's it like working for and with John MacArthur?
22: Well, it was one of the great privileges of all of my life to work alongside such a such an esteemed uh, Bible teacher that whose whose ministry will continue for another century, long after you and I are are gone. True. Uh, I appreciated John's uh, I appreciated John's uh, in addition to his teaching. I appreciated the godly and generous way that he that he dealt with me, and John is one of those guys that if you uh, pricked him with a needle, a profound wisdom would come gushing <laughs> out. And I had the I had the benefit of having an office right next to John's for many, many years at Grace to You and often sitting next to him at elder meetings at Grace Community Church. And so I, I wear my past association with John MacArthur with uh, with a lot of gratitude toward yeah. God and thankfulness toward John himself
7: Don I cannot imagine being a Greek instructor around John MacArthur I would be just unbelievably intimidated <laughs> I, I really would but uh, you spent several years as a Greek, Greek instructor there correct
22: I, I did I, I taught beginning Greek at uh, at the master Seminary for about six years from 99 to 2005. Uh, one of the great highlights of, of my life, Bob. I really loved the Greek language, and I loved the opportunity to, to teach it to men who were just on the beginning of their preparation for ministry. That was a great privilege, and I still stay in touch with uh, some of those men 15 years later.
7: Yeah, Yeah. You were also an attorney in Chicago. You graduated from Indiana University Law School, and uh, those of us here in Columbus, Ohio, can probably forgive you for that.
22: <laughs> well, after what you what you'll probably do to us on the football field uh, <laughs> later this year, I don't I don't think <laughs> I need to apologize for much. Well, <laughs> well,
7: we can we can only hope. But that is quite a leap from a litigation attorney in Chicago to uh, to full time Christian pastoral ministry. Just give us a brief overview of how how did God bring you from being an attorney to full-time ministry?
22: Well, Bob, I, I often get that question when people know my history, and I'm very happy to answer it. The It's not as big a change as it seems from outside, because uh, the Lord saved me, Christ saved me, during my first year of law school. And so I had already started on a trek toward a law career, But all of my heart desires changed midstream, so to speak, when Christ saved me and and God's Word became alive to me. And so I pursued law for a period of time simply to put me in a position to later be able to go to seminary and end up doing what, what I'm now doing. And so law school, from my perspective, inside the perspective of my own life, uh, turned out to be a means to another end, mm-hmm. which God has graciously granted by giving me a ministry of his
21: word.
7: Well, in obviously God's given you a very logical mind, which is wonderful when studying God's inspired, infallible, inerrant word. And I, I want to remind our listeners here in Ohio and in Florida, I'm encouraging you even right now to go to the truthpulpit.com and request your free copy of Trusting God in Trying Times. The CD, the downloads are available there. Trusting God in Trying Times. It's absolutely free. All you have to do is go to the thetruthpulpit.com and request Trusting God in Trying Times, the Truthpulpit.com. Don, what is your desire that people would receive from the daily radio program, The Truth Pulpit?
22: Well, uh, two things, Bob. One is that our our program is primarily regional to uh, the Ohio and Indiana uh, area. And one of the things that we're trying to do is to introduce our church to people who don't otherwise have a church home. And the footprint of WRFD actually covers the location of our church. And so I know that there are people within driving distance of our church, maybe that don't have a church home, Mm -hmm. that they could, if they're interested in a ministry of God's Word, that they could come and visit us and perhaps find a church home there. And so that's that's really the ultimate goal is for people to find our church and then hopefully that uh, merely the teaching of God's Word would be an encouragement to believers elsewhere.